Hello, it's me, Melissa, and welcome to This Human Life, the podcast. This podcast is a meandering collection of thoughts that I share with you once a week, intended as a intimate reflection on being human. It's kind of the companion podcast to my book, uh, This Human, and I'll be talking about all the topics that uh, we explore in This Human but I'll also be talking about some random theories and uh, ideas that I have around the quirkiness of being a human being on this planet at this time. And um, the intention is that it's just a, an intimate 20 minutes where we just sort of contemplate what it feels like to be human and um, why we do the things that we do. As intimate as a... Um, one-way conversation can go I guess but in the first um, episode I just wanted to talk about why I decided to create this podcast and the intention behind it and um, perhaps we'll talk a little bit about beliefs which is one of the first topics I tackle in this human and how they work but I really just wanted to create something that was more like the way that you might create art you know you you have an idea and um, it's a creative idea, it's a creative pursuit and you do it and then you put it out in the world and say, hey world, look, I did this thing. Um, do you like it? <laughs> so that's what this podcast is. Um, and hopefully in listening you will, um, you will be provoked and evoked and um, you'll start asking questions that you didn't perhaps consider asking yourself and over time you'll probably hopefully discover aspects of yourself and of others and of you know humans as a species on this planet that perhaps you hadn't thought of asking and um, you know hopefully some of it's going to be really funny and some of it will be really insightful. So one of the things I think is really important is having some form of practice of um, being self-aware it's the one question that people ask me all the time when I'm doing some work with um, leaders and around leadership behaviours in the context of, you know, design-led organisations or customer-centric organisations. You know, what are the sorts of leadership characteristics that you look for? What's the one thing that you look for in a leader? And my answer is always, always, always self-awareness because if you have self-awareness, then I believe you can kind of do anything. You've got the capability to reflect and observe yourself and then you can keep the bits you like and work on the bits you don't like and and I think that's really important if you want to improve interactions with other people, which is really what leadership's all about, right? So one of the things I talk a lot about in terms of self-awareness is um, a little bit about how your brain works and the roles that beliefs play in the way that you perceive the world. And asking yourself about what your beliefs are about a certain topic is, you know, almost about as self-aware as you can get, I reckon. Trying to connect in with, connect consciously and deliberately with what your belief sets are about certain topics is a really hardcore practice, actually. And it's funny because I start the book with belief in being, <laughs> where we 
unpack the role of beliefs in how it sets up the way you perceive reality. In fact, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine who came over for dinner and my son and we were sitting around the table and we were talking about the difference between feelings and emotions, which is always an interesting topic. What ended up happening was um, I introduced this notion into the conversation of our five senses reality in that you don't have to look very far to understand that our perception of reality is so, so, so narrow. And um, as humans, we have a, a tendency to assume that what we perceive as reality is what everyone perceives as reality. Not only everyone, but every living creature on this planet. And we, d- we know that birds can see more colours. We know that um, dogs can smell more stuff. Um, so their understanding of reality is very different to ours. But um, so it goes. Um, and beliefs are really interesting in that they're kind of like a pair of sunglasses that you might put on with certain filter colours or types. You know, you might have a belief that you're not good at something, for example, and that may that belief may have been um, created by yourself. It might be a internally created, a self-created belief where you've just decided that you're not good at drawing. Or it could be a belief that's come from outside of you. So someone at one stage has said or critiqued, not critiqued, but criticised a drawing that you've done when you were young and said, oh, that doesn't look like a dog. And um, from that moment onward, you have established that belief that you're not good at drawing. And so that then sets up up a filter in your brain. And your brain is really a um, quite a evolved pattern matching device. So it's really, really good at matching patterns. So if you set up a pattern about not being good at drawing, then your brain's going to be able to go and find all this evidence to match that pattern. And so it's really important to have a practice around uncovering what your beliefs are around certain topics so that you can then kind of interrogate them a little bit and go, hmm, I have this belief around people in power are going to exploit people who don't have power. That might be a belief that you have. And so um, your, your brain is going to help you constantly find evidence to back that up but sometimes it's good to just take a bit of pause and say well does that belief actually serve me in my life and is it helping me get to the outcomes that I'm seeking to get to while I'm here on this planet and um, if they do then keep them Um, if they don't then change them and I know that that sounds really kind of superficial I am simplifying the process of changing beliefs but it starts with that decision And then it takes a lot of repetition and reinforcement to establish new patterns around your beliefs. And the reason why I talk about them in this human is um, if you're in in the world and you're leading people or you're designing realities for other people through human centered design or um, any, any uh, discipline of design or engineering or science or any discipline that's bringing something that didn't exist into the world, It's really important to understand what's informing the decisions that you're making and um, from whose reality you're actually designing from and whose reality you're designing for. A practice of self-awareness is so fundamental to be able to understand whether or not the conditions in your mind are set up to be able to make appropriate decisions that's going to guide the thing that you're creating. And in the book, there's a there's a um, you know there's an exercise where you identify what your beliefs are, and then you you know you work out why they are, and you understand them, and then you go through a process of creating new beliefs. 
and then you put new beliefs into action. And that step, which is conveniently like one step in the book, step four, um, is actually the one that takes is the hardest and takes the longest time. Because what you're actually doing in the brain is you're setting up new pathways. You know, in any time of um, frustration or stress or um, conflict or um, discomfort, no distress, um, we tend to revert back to our, our comfortable pathways and putting new beliefs in action requires a lot of presence and a lot of self-awareness and a lot of discipline to be able to do the different thing, which then demonstrates the new belief that you have, have the different conversation, take a different action, be mindful of the way that you're responding to something that then helps you um, reinforce the new belief that you may have. If I can get a little bit neurosciencey on you, you know, there's this there's this sort of useful model of the brain called the triune model of the brain, which makes the breaks the brain down into three different layers. Kind of if we go from the oldest bit to the newest bit of the brain, the you know one level is the the base brain, you know, the reptilian brain, which is the oldest part of the brain. It's responsible for all of our kind of our instincts and our primary drivers and keeps things ticking along in the background and then we've got the midbrain and the limbic system it's sort of responsible for our ability to relate to others and a little bit of memory in there and a lot of our habits and stuff are kind of um, processed at that level and then we've got the newest part of our brain called the neocortex and that's where we do all the thinking that you know that you're doing you know when we're when we're changing our beliefs what we're actually doing is we're trying to lift a habitual way of thinking and reacting and being out of the limbic system up into our neocortex so that we can make some deliberate and conscious decisions about how we're going to think and be different and then to repeat that enough that it then forms a new habit and drops back down to the to the midbrain level where you don't have to be deliberately and consciously thinking about it the whole time. You know, I always leap in the defense of humanity when people say it's easy, we just need to think differently. But um, thinking differently takes a lot of discipline and a lot of self-awareness and a lot of repetition so that your brain can do the thing that it needs to do to establish those new pathways. So it's a useful scientific explanation why sometimes our brain hurts when we have to do things <laughs> in a new way um, to keep up with the times or to improve ourselves or to step into a discomfort zone. So I guess I'd like to leave you with this um, question, which is pick an area of your life where you know you may have some beliefs that are in action that perhaps are limiting you. Write them down on a piece of paper so they become real and tangible and you can look at them. And then have a think about just one. You don't have to do like a whole page full of beliefs, just one belief, and then just have a think about changing it and um, just see what happens. It's really nice to be an observer of your own life. I find in my experience the most um, astute and caring yet sometimes brutal teacher uh, is my own life. So with that profound thought I'll leave you and say thanks for listening thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week bye